All right, we are recording. Welcome back, Green Team. Welcome to College Football Fridays. We are here with the Week One games. Wyatt, take it away, man. Yeah, college football is back. Uh, we are in Week One now. Week Zero didn't count. That's why they call it Week Zero. Um, so we're reloading on our bets. Um, hopefully, doing a little better than last week. Um, but yeah, we do have some pretty big matchups, and we're just going to touch on most of the important games um, and quickly touch on um, our team favorites. As you can see, uh, Ethan has his ugly Michigan State hat on. We got a Buckeye over there, and then an Ohio or then a Michigan, not Ohio State, well, a Michigan Ooh, fan. Um, so we are covering the uh, the Big Ten pretty well over here. Um, but yeah, there are a couple important games, so we're just going to touch on it first. Um, Let's just dive into the uh, the Friday's game, the day of this episode, Central Michigan, Michigan State. Um, this line, I believe, is at 14 and a half. Yep, 14 and a half in favor of Michigan State. Over under is 45 and a half. Uh, my initial thought is it's a little bit disrespectful of a line. I know Michigan State's going to be down a little bit this year. I know Central Michigan always plays week one pretty tough. I remember last year they almost beat – uh, Oklahoma State, and then the year before they actually did beat Oklahoma State. Um, so they do play pretty well week one, especially against Power Five. And I feel like they play Big Ten tough as well. Um, last year they lost to Penn State 33-17, to 17, I believe. So I think they cover that spread. Um, but it is a little disrespectful in my opinion. Uh, but I do kind of lean Central Michigan in that just because of how they react to uh, the Big Ten and how they play in week one. Um, but Ethan, I'll let you take that one away since you are the the Sparty fan of the group. Yeah. Um, before I get into that game, what did you guys think of the uh, Florida Utah game last night? <laughs> I mean, we were just spot on. Electric. I told you guys. Final score: <laughs> fifty-two to twenty-seven in favor of Utah. And what did it end at? Fifty-two twenty-seven. Easy. Easy. We got some. <laughs> yeah so central michigan michigan state uh the three of us have kind of talked off air a little bit about this game um why has to throw his shots in there michigan state i don't blame him for it they're Four gonna have another down one. year <laughs> just get me to november and we'll start talking sparty but um yeah i mean it is gonna be another down year for michigan state here uh, i don't think that really surprises anybody um and the inner um, state teams that they often match up with central Michigan this year uh, was Western Michigan last year. Uh, they usually do give Michigan state a little bit of a good run uh, in week one, but I am leaning Michigan state minus the 14 and a half this year um, simply because uh, like I said, they're going to have a down year and everybody knows it, including themselves. Um, I think they're going to want to come out and, you know, kind of put that narrative uh, not to bed, but, you know, if, if they don't cover or don't win, it's going to be a hot topic early in the season. I think they're just going to want to come out strong, bury a team that they should bury at home. Um, so I think Michigan State covers this game. Um, I'm looking for – hopefully there's just some spark to get me excited for the year because I just – it's going to be a long season for them. But, yeah, I think they cover. Uh, I look for this game to go over the total of 45.5 as well. I think both teams can move the football, put up points. Uh, kind of a free-flowing game, but uh, best bet in this one would be Michigan State, minus 14.5, not a homer pick, maybe. <laughs> I think Jaden Reed caught a preseason touchdown, correct? He did. 
He did. Wow. Um, Central Michigan is always tough. Like they've had, did they have JJ Watt? They had AB. Nate JJ yeah. was there for like a year or something. Yeah, but but that yeah. that's what I'm saying. They just like get these tough dudes, and I just feel like they're always a tough ass. They're not like some of the other schools, like <clears throat> Middle Tennessee. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna take Central Michigan at plus fourteen and a half. Um, I don't think that they win by any chance. I think Michigan State absolutely wins, but I think Central Michigan's just like one of those annoying tough teams that's never really in the conversation for the top teams but they're just annoying enough to like cover spread sometimes. I agree. The more I think about this and I already know I'm going to bet central Michigan. I already know it. It's I haven't locked it in, but I already know I'm going to bet it. And I just have a really bad feeling. State's going to piss me off and cover it though. It's going to be ugly, but somehow like kick a field goal and win by like 15 or something like that. But um, yeah, I, it's going to be a tricky game. I do. I know Ethan, before we get keep going, I need you to wheel, wheel me back in a little bit because I have a decent amount of points uh, going over this weekend. So I'm interested to see your side of uh, over-unders, keeping me maybe back to uh, back to the middle ground. But I kind of like the under in that game, um, Central Michigan MSU. I have the predicted score at 27-14 uh, in favor of MSU. But, uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting game. I'm excited to see how bad Sparty actually is. Um, from there, we can just – I'm sorry, I'm just a – Brutal Michigan fan. I am kind of on the uh, on a super high of college football. Uh, you know, two back to back Big Ten championships, two Final Fours. Still haven't won a playoff game or a bowl game in forever, but it's a big season. Anyways, let's go on to the Michigan team. Uh, I briefly talked about this in yesterday's episode. Michigan's playing Eastern Carolina, or sorry, East Carolina. East Carolina was a solid team last year. I forget who their quarterback was, but he got drafted or undrafted free agent. He was solid. He was, he was a big, uh, big guy, kind of a runner, kind of reminded me of Tim Tebow a little bit, um, but he was solid. He uh, helped ECU to uh, I think a decently successful season. Um, I didn't really look too much into this game, to be honest. Michigan is going to destroy them and Michigan has one of the best defenses. I think the best defense in the country and the best run game in the country. So I have Michigan winning this one handily. If you watched the last Yesterday's episode, I said 52 to three. I still abide by that. And I think Michigan's going to um, easily win this game, even without their OC, their head coach, and a couple other guys. But uh, Michigan should be fine and just hope uh, everyone stays healthy. That's going to be our kryptonite if someone gets hurt. It's Michigan's kryptonite this year. So hopefully they all stay healthy and uh, it should be a swamping. Yes, I'm glad we're talking about this game because I do have a strategy heading into week one. Uh, with games very similar to this. So uh, Michigan, 36-point favorite at home. Uh, obviously, I mean, should win this game handily. Um, the way I'm looking at betting this game and others similar, uh, Michigan, first half spread. It's minus 21 and a half. Um, if you want to buy that down to 20 and a half, I'd recommend don't, but you could. I, I think Michigan covers 21 and a half in the first half um a lot of people probably think Harbaugh being out is a negative I actually think it could be a positive I think um uh, I don't even know who the interim head coach is or the fill-in head coach dad. is it really yeah who doesn't really do anything <laughs> that's but, awesome. uh, they're I think their DC is actually the, the the guy but yeah their dad is on paper as the interim head coach. no way uh, yeah yeah I think I think that sparks the team I think 
it's kind of just like a three-game tryout for these uh, other personnel stepping up in class. So uh, I think the team wants to come out there and pound it uh, for them. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's kind of a positive on this. But um, I'm not going to take the full game just because it makes me nervous what could happen in the second half if you're already up 30 to nothing uh, in the first. So I'm going to take the first half uh, spread of Michigan, minus 21 and a half. And then I'm seeing the first half over-under is 28 and a half. If that over-under – uh, 20, goes. It was 27 and a half earlier today on FanDuel. Oh, it was nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm seeing 28 and a half on DraftKings. So maybe FanDuel still has it 27 and a half. But um, basically, I'm assuming Michigan comes out and just puts up a lot of points. And then I'll probably take the live under at halftime. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan covers the first half and then slows it way down. East Carolina, like you said, probably doesn't put up many points, maybe not even a touchdown. Um, so. That's the way I'm going to look to bet these giant spread games, and we have a lot of them week one. So first half spread for Michigan, live under at halftime, if there's a lot of points in the first. I hate being lockstep with Wyatt here, but also I gave out a play on Thursday. I'm I'm all over Michigan in this one. I, I have them going over five and a half touchdowns, and I'll even take them with the spread. Love Go it. Go blue. Go blue. Uh, with that being said, let's just get our last and shittiest team out of the way, and that is the Buckeyes. Um, they actually have an inner squad – or, sorry, an inner conference game. Ohio State is playing Indiana. I believe it's – is it at Indiana? It might be. It I'm is. not sure. Okay, it's at Indiana. So, yeah. um, Ohio State's line is skyrocketing upwards. The last I saw right before the show, yeah, it's still at minus 30. I believe that opened like 27 and a half, 28 and a half, something like that. So Ohio State's minus 30, over-unders at 59 and a half. Um, I actually really like this play that I have for this game. Um, Ohio State has, I think he's a sophomore, um, Kyle McCord, five-star quarterback. Did not see him a whole lot uh, the last couple seasons because um, – uh, can't read boy CJ Stroud was at the helm. Um, so McCord's going to get his debut and we all know just like every other power five contender, um, their quarterbacks come in and they do just fine. So I'm not really worried about the quarterbacks. Now, Indiana's quarterback is the interesting one. They have Tavon Jackson, uh, a Tennessee transfer, and they also have this stud transfer, um, wide receiver that came along with them. So these two guys are, uh, I, I think, I don't think they're good, but I think they're, they have the ability to run big play opportunities. And I think obviously Indiana has nothing to lose. They're projected to be one of the worst teams in the big 10. I think Indiana is just going to be chucking this ball every chance they get deep ball after deep ball. I don't, they don't care if it's first and 10 or third and two, they are chucking this ball deep every single chance they get probably getting lucky with a couple touchdowns, uh, deep touchdowns. So I love this over. It is falling, which is alarming me quite a bit. It's at 59 and a half. I don't know if that's weather related. I don't know. I think it opened at like 62. Um, so this is falling, but again, I just think Indiana is just me launching this ball and we all know Ohio state's Ohio state. They have the best, um, they have the number one and the number two wide receiver in the league, in the country on the same team. It's really be hard to be a bad quarterback when you have that. They have three stud running backs. Um, so Ohio State, we all know, is going to score. I think Ohio State is going to put up like almost probably 60. And I can see Indiana getting into the 21-24 er, type. So I can see this getting into the 80s, maybe even the 90s for a total of this game. So I think over a 59.5 is an absolute steal. Yeah, I like that play a lot. Um, I I kind of see it going the exact same way. I think the key word or the key phrase that you used is IU has nothing to lose. 
Um, you might as well give your guys some shots at home. First game of the year against the conference foe. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll second you on that. I like the over 59 and a half. Uh, a play I like just a touch more, I think, though, is IU plus 17 and a half uh, first half spread. Um, I think Ohio State probably comes out, puts up uh, 21, 24 first half points. Um, but I think IU can score. Um, very similar, again, to like what you said. I think they take a lot of deep shots. Um, this isn't just your your uh, standard low-tier uh, team going up against one of the best in the country. Uh, this is a common foe that they, they match up with, same conference, Big Ten. So, um, yeah, I think IU has what it takes to put up a couple points in the first half, keep it relatively close, uh, at least within uh, 17 and a half. So I'll take the over with you, 59 and a half, but favorite play is IU plus 17 and a half first half. Man, we're all locked in, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I kind of really like Indiana plus 30. I also like the over 59 and a half. Um, Ethan, you said it great. This isn't just some, you know, Connecticut tech, like some lowly, lowly school in Indiana. They have decent recruiting. Um, definitely not as good as Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State's money lines minus 10,000. But at plus 30. Lock to lock. It's a lock. <laughs> it is. It is a lock. At least you can bet it. Um, yeah, it's not blacked out. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna take Indiana in the points, just like you said too, Ethan. Common foes, and that's why we see in the NFL a ton. Those divisional games are always so close because they know each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that is a lot of points, especially for a, a Big Ten game. And we have seen Ohio State beat Big Ten teams like that by that much, but we've also seen Ohio State struggle um, and actually lose games being super high favorites. Um, I think Indiana gave them a run for their money last year or the year before. I think – I mean, Ohio State ended up winning by like two touchdowns, but Indiana was in it for a majority of that game. Um, I just want to say – yeah, That's a ton of points. Yeah, yep. Uh, I'm not going to go over these other games, but I will – just say or state them so you guys know the big ones. And I will have some articles both on Better and Green and Worst Bets um, of these college football matchups. So make sure you check out uh, Better and Green for these uh, these blog plays on um, a couple of the games that are big, but just not as important and uh, talk worthy. So those games are Colorado TCU. We're going to skip over that one. We talked a little bit about it on Monday, so you can go back to Monday's live and check that one out. Um, we have another Big Ten matchup between Nebraska and Minnesota. I have a play in that game that I really like. We have uh, Boise State versus Washington. Washington's number 10. Going to be an extremely exciting team to watch. They have Indiana transfer uh, Penix at quarterback. I believe he is like the third or fourth um, in the Heisman race. So that'll be a fun game. Boise State's always a tough matchup. We have West Virginia and Penn State is going to be a pretty solid game. Um, very interesting line in that one. Penn State's minus 20 and a half, which I can however write up on that game. We have Northwestern and Rutgers, another Big Ten matchup. Um, and then we have Clemson and Duke is playing actually on Monday. So we might be talking about that one on next Monday's live. So um, stay tuned for that one later. But um, let's go into the second biggest game of the weekend, in my opinion. And that is the Battle of the Carolinas. The Duke Mayo's Classic is what they're calling it. It's playing at the uh, Panther Stadium in Charlotte. And we have North Carolina, who's 21st in the country, against South Carolina, uh, who's unranked. But um, two very, very exciting teams this year. 
We have Drake May. Between him, Penix, uh, Bo Nix, and Caleb Williams, they're all the front runners for the Heisman. I'm not sure the exact order. I know um, Caleb Williams is a favorite, and I think Drake May might be two. Um, but super, uh, super exciting for North Carolina. Um, and then South Carolina finished the season last year uh, on a great little streak there. They destroyed um, Tennessee and then beat uh, Clemson um, by a point. And then I did think they lost uh, Notre Dame in the bowl, but good ending for uh, South Carolina and two solid quarterbacks. I just mentioned Drake May from North Carolina and then Spencer Rattler. Um, I think you might've remembered him from uh, uh, that Netflix doc um, QB one or whatever it is. Um, and he's the, the quarterback on South Carolina. So two really great quarterbacks. Um, and these teams are also, they've had great seasons last year, but they're also looking to do the same thing this year. So Really exciting game. I think um, North Carolina is a slight favorite at minus two and a half. Over under is a pretty high 64 and a half. Um, I did just say to Ethan uh, a couple minutes ago to remind me to come back to doubt or come back to the to ground a little bit with these over unders, but I love this over. We have a rivalry with two different teams that hate each other. They only play each other a couple of times um, every so often. Uh, they're not in the same conference. Uh, they did play each other in 2001 believe it or not, in the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Now it's a Duke's Mayo Classic. I don't know if whatever that's for. But uh, so this is the first time playing in two years. And I love this over. I think it's going to be extremely high scoring. And I actually think this game's going to go into OT. So I'm kind of waiting for an OT prop to come out. But it just seems too pitcher perfect for North Carolina, South Carolina, two great quarterbacks, two great teams to go into overtime in the uh, uh, neutral site over in – Charlotte. So I love the over. I can see both teams getting up in the high thirties, high 40 or high thirties, low forties. Um, but I could see two, three, four overtimes in this as well. The overtime prop I could not find yet. I'm assuming that's going to come out closer to kickoff. If it does not, uh, I'm going to be upset, but, um, yeah, love the over in this game. I just think it's gonna be a good battle. And I'm actually, this is the second, again, second most important game of the weekend, but I think this might be even more fun to watch than the, the next game we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I I see this game going over too, actually, uh, with both those quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to kind of be an air raid from both teams. Um, I, I kind of again, I'm just going to live bet this game. Um, hopefully, you get like the first two drives scoreless, and then I'll come in and live bet the over when it gets down under 60 points. But um, yeah, I think this game goes over. Can't wait to watch this game. Going to be probably my favorite game of the day uh, since Michigan State plays Friday. Um, but for a side here, I'm looking at South Carolina plus the two and a half. Just feels like the sharp play. I think a lot of people are going to see that 21st ranked uh, UNC uh, bet on them. They'll see Drake May. They'll know Drake May. Uh, of course, I know Spencer Rattler, too, from that QB1. But, um, yeah, South Carolina just feels to me like the play here. Um, however, I'm thinking back to week one last year, I had a lot of these, like, oh, this feels like the play and it wasn't. So (laughs) I will not be betting that pregame. I'm going to wait and see how things shake out in the first quarter before I get involved in this game, but it should be a really good one to watch. And, uh, I, I assume I'll find some opportunities live to bet this game. Let's make it a round of overs. Um, except I'm going to lean the other way. I'm going to lean towards North Carolina, and you can get their money line at just minus 15 more. So if you're betting with the spread, minus 115. Money line's minus 130. Um, 
a lot of times in games, especially like this, that are going to be close, I'm just going to go with the quarterback I trust more. For me, that's May. Yeah, I I like it. Um, yeah, both teams ended the season really on high note, so I'm excited. I think they're both excited to have real competition week one, and this is a very momentum, a big momentum game for both of their uh, seasons. So, yeah, I'm super excited for this. I Again, I love this over, but uh, I don't really have a side in this game. I guess I would lean North Carolina. I just I can't stand Rattler, but that's more of an emotional bet than <laughs> a logical bet. I just don't like the guy. Ben, All right, and then go quickly, ahead. just quick, great observation on that money line spread uh, price there. Thank I would you. absolutely recommend if you like North Carolina, just lay the money line. Don't even mess with the 15 cents on two and a half points. That's priced wrong, I believe, in my opinion. So, yeah, great uh, observation there. Thank you. The final game of the weekend that is meaningful, uh, as opposed to well, that Monday game we'll talk about next live, but uh, it's in Orlando. It's at a neutral site. Um, it is between number five ranked LSU and number eight ranked Florida State. Just like UNC South Carolina, um, these teams both ended on very high notes and they have even more aspirations than North Carolina and South Carolina do. Um, LSU uh, is number five in the country, which is pretty shocking, uh, but they ended the season fantastically. I think they battled with Georgia in the SEC championship game. I think they still think they got swamped. I think it was 50 to 31, but uh, they battled and uh, not a whole lot of people can say they hung 30 points on uh, Georgia. So um, they're returning their quarter or yeah, their quarterback, Jaden Daniels. He is, I would say, I think like fifth in the Heisman. Um, and then they're up against Florida State, who does have their quarterback, Jordan Travis. And he's, I mean, he's probably five or six as well in the Heisman. So a lot of Heisman battles um, this first weekend. But uh, Florida State, just like LSU, just like North Carolina, just like South Carolina, has super high ex- er, aspirations. They ended the season off great last year as well. A lot of people are taking Florida State as their playoff team, which I think is just ridiculous. I still love Clemson over Florida State. But the ACC is down, so I understand it. Um, but both these teams, great quarterbacks, uh, their defenses, LSU's defense is supposedly supposed to be pretty solid. Um, I think their front eight are like the best in the country is what I read from multiple different sites. Um, they have this DN, I forget his name, but their DN solid and they have two really good corners as well. So this LSU defense is supposedly legit. Um, Florida state does have a, uh, probably a first, I don't know, top five draft pick and a DN. He's a monster. I forget his name as well. They have a monster D end. Um, also have some solid guys in the secondary. So both defenses are solid. Their offenses are obviously great. Um, but again, I'm still leaning this over. It's at 56 and a half. And sorry, LSU is a slight favorite at two and a half. This over is at 56 and a half. It's just, again, kind of like that North Carolina game. I don't want to keep bringing that one up, but I see this almost identical to that game. Super back and forth. Pretty much the same exact teams. It, I just see this game going super back and forth, and I don't think these defenses can stop the offenses here. We've seen SEC defenses. They're not great besides Georgia. We've seen ACC defenses. They're almost as bad as the Pac-12. They just don't play defense really in these conferences, and they, all they do is score. So I imagine both these quarterbacks to score a lot. They did play week one last year where Florida State snuck one by 24-23. to 23. So that, again, was a back-and-forth game. That game was not as high-scoring as I thought it was going to be. But, again, I think this one's going to be super back-and-forth. I do lean the over, and I do think LSU is going to take this one. Um, probably similar. They're minus 2.5. I don't – a little more discrepancy in the line. 
two and a half is minus 110. Money line for LSU is minus 142. So a little bit more, but I do like LSU to win this game. Yeah. Um, again, just going back to that, the line, I mean, that's that's probably how it should be, how that North Carolina game should be uh, priced there. Just interesting. But, um, yeah, I've talked about this game quite a bit already in prior shows, so I won't say too much. I'm taking LSU for my own revenge uh, and for LSU's revenge from last year, week one. Um, I'm not going to bore these guys with my Vegas story for a third time. <laughs> um, so if you're interested, just go back a few episodes and watch and listen for it. But, um, yeah, I, I think LSU wins this game. I think they're the better team. Um, Jane Daniels looked pretty good last year, uh, especially in that game against Alabama. Lost a shit ton of money in that game because I just kept live betting Alabama saying there's no way they lose this game, and they lost. Uh, on a stupid, stupid two-point conversion in overtime. Uh, but what can you do? Um, yeah, I I don't have a huge play on the total here. Um, just to be different, Wyatt, and to bring you back down to earth, I will lean the under. And the only reason is this game seems similar to, I think, two years ago, maybe three, uh, Georgia-Clemson week one matchup, um, where that game was just extremely low scoring, kind of boring. Um, just two powerhouse teams that uh, the defenses kind of came to play and uh, shut each offense down. So um, no strong feeling on the over-under there. I'll lean the under, but LSU money line is uh, my my best play, not only for this game, maybe the weekend. like Love LSU it. to win it. Love it. Confident. Confident. I lean, I lean the under two, Ethan. Just my thought process is, obviously, I picked Florida State to be – my winner of the ACC. And I think that's because there's so much continuity. But with that being said, a lot of people think that, and there's a lot of hype coming in on Florida state and in college football, I think it was in that swamp Kings. They were saying like, after you get that second loss, it feels like a death. Like your playoff hopes are just hanging on by a thread. Um, And I think Florida state knows if they lose this, this is going to be real bad for them so that they're going to battle hard the entire game. Um, so I think that they're able to kind of hold LSU down a little bit and keep it kind of dirty and muddy. But at the end of the day, I, I'm going to go with LSU. I just think they get it done. I, I love Florida state. I think they get a lot of wins this year, but it's just not a, with the revenge factor too. This is just a bad spot for Florida state all around. You know what? I might as well just throw in the overtime prop in this game as well. I'm going to do two overtime props if I can find them. Florida State, um, LSU, and South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, No idea what those odds are going to be. I'm hoping like 5,000. Actually hoping for more, but no idea if you can even bet that in college. I have no idea. (laughs) But seems like something would happen. One of those games is going overtime, and I'm confident in that. That's a worst (laughs) bets guarantee. Ooh. But that's all the games that I have written up. Again, there's a lot more games, meaningful games, uh, games against big opponents that you can find on our website that I'll have write-ups on. Uh, But besides that, there are a lot of college football games, a lot of uh, big spreads. So be cautious with those big spreads. However, I love the big spreads as well. I tried to do a little bit of research yesterday on what these big spreads actually mean. And from what I saw, there is a high correlation to big spreads in the teams covering them. So if you see a mine, I think it's like minus 38 and a half or more. I think they're like 15 and five, 15 and six. So not, I mean, 70 percent ish. 
but they seem to cover the big spread. So don't get too freaked out by those. Um, but yeah, there are some tricky lines. So I would say definitely be cautious this weekend. Don't do what I did last weekend and just bet every single game because there's football on. Really pick and choose here because there are 50 games this weekend. So pick and choose, choose wisely. Um, choose the games that you're actually going to watch and, and really enjoy it. That's my bit of advice. And make sure you check out our articles of the other games we didn't talk about. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, when you're watching this, you'll already have one night of college football, legit college football behind you. Or I guess week zero was legit college football. But um, yeah, one night a week, one behind you, four nights to go. So just enjoy it. I That's all I'm doing this holiday weekend. Cannot wait. Um, just sitting on the couch, watching some football, betting a lot of football. So um, yeah, I would echo everything Wyatt said. And then I'll just say, uh, just follow us and us individually on Twitter. Um, all plays will be tweeted out uh, throughout the season. Um, and like I said, I like to live bet a lot. So um, that's majority of where my plays are going to come from, potentially all my plays. So uh, if you're interested in following what I have to say, uh, turn on the notifications for Twitter. But uh, also, just I'll say it one more time, I have been pretty bad in college football the last two years. So hard <laughs> with caution, but I think this year uh, I feel good about it. So we'll see. Well, you're going to be a winner today either way because the day this episode comes out is september 1st and remember what's going on september 1st sir september 1st september 1st sir what does that mean that's the better and green merch drop my friends yes sir official merch drop over at bettergreen.com we have t-shirts sweatshirts i believe hoodies and koozies right now yep so you guys want to support the show Head over there. While you're there, make sure you get a subscription to $1, $5, $10. Read all of our articles. That means for 12 bucks a year, you guys could access almost every article that we publish. That is going to pay itself off with the first article that you read. So make sure you guys get in on the action. Subscribe to us. We have just a few more days. We're not even a week out now. Just a few more days left of our St. Jude donation. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Follow us on all social medias. For every subscriber on YouTube that we get, we're donating a dollar to St. Jude. And we are we can't wait. We're so pumped. Football is in full swing this week. And then we get both NFL and college football next week. Better and Green's only going to get better from here, guys. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you on Monday's live. Peace, guys. Later, guys. See you guys. You better start listening to the Better and Green podcast. You will not regret it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And hey, I'm Dean Blandino. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Better and Green. Hey, to Better and Green. Hey, to Better and Green. Hey, listen in and cash out. That's what it's all about. Come on, let's make cash now. We always on spot and we cover old spot from the bottom to the top. Hey. Shout out to Ethan, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to Ben. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. Better win green.